Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is March, and you know what that means. College basketball takes center stage. It's a sports fan's dream because the possibilities for major upsets and fascinating stories. If you're like me, you fill out that bracket and watch underdogs and small schools go toe-to-toe with the sports giants. It's three weeks of college basketball at its finest with the best performers turned into legends. In fact, the spectacle of it all, it builds on months of stories about team successes and struggles. College basketball reporters understand the impacts of the tournament on the sports finances and pro prospects for players. Aspiring sports journalists learn how to tell the stories of March Madness and more at St. Bonaventure University. SBU offers an entirely online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism for newcomers to the field. And hey, listen to this. There are no graduate exam requirements for admission, and you can enroll with a bachelor's degree in any field. Your love of the game and drive toward innovative storytelling finds a home at SBU. This sports journalism program can be completed in less than two years with flexibility built into the curriculum. Experienced faculty teach interviewing skills, journalistic ethics, and other essential skills for success in this profession. Many students have gone on to cover sport on the big stage, including myself, Adrian Wojnarowski, and Tim Bontemps. All you have to do is get in touch with an enrollment advisor today at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com and learn how you can become a sports journalist. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, Rate and review. We are brought to you by Camillus Golf Club, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and our great friends over at Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, Route 11 in Brewerton, stop by. Just grab some pizzas from there. It is delicious over there, man. They got the comfort food going every day during the week, including your chicken and biscuits on Wednesday, pizza wing combos throughout the week, and your fish Friday to go along with your coleslaw, mac and cheese, and french fry sides. It's awesome, man. It really is. To use uh, my guy Dick Vitale's words, uh, it's awesome, baby, with a capital A. It really is. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Head in there. Tell them Mike Lindsley sent you. And, of course, download the Slice app, and you can order right from your mobile device. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a huge tip of the cap thank you as well to friends of the platform who help make this thing go on a daily basis. The Swan and Whitaker families, the Alonzo family, and Bob Lindsley and Daryl Aber. Okay, an appreciation podcast has arrived yet again, and it's for my guy, my favorite player in the NFL, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, number 17, Josh Allen. This dude has proved to be a superhero in the postseason, in the regular season. He's been an MVP caliber player every single year, and I don't want to hear the trolls. I don't want to hear the Miami Dolphin fans out there who have nothing good to say about Josh Allen about how, well, he's only good because they got Stephon Diggs. He's only this, he's only that. Well, what was Tua Tunga Viola and everybody else before you got Tyree Kill, really, and before you got Jalen Waddell? What about all the quarterbacks you've had? Uh, Josh Allen has done the things on his end. He's been an absolute megastar in this league. He handles everything with class, and he had, quote-unquote, a bad season, according to a lot of people. 35 touchdowns is a bad season. 4,283 yards is a bad season. Oh, yes, the mistakes, the red zone mistakes, fourth quarter mistakes, 14 interceptions, the fumbles, the hero ball. Mm -hmm. He was also doing it on a partially torn UCL, okay? So give me a break. And a lot of his guys offensively regressed, and 
his offensive coordinator left town. And he still managed to put together one of the more incredible seasons that we've seen from a Bills quarterback for sure. If you go through the numbers, you go through everything uh, franchise-wise and in the game in general, uh, I just think this guy has been amazing. You know, he helped them win 13 games again this year. My concern right now is not Josh Allen in terms of the Super Bowl window. My concern more or less is the head coach because we've seen Josh Allen so far in his career really get the Bills to a point where they should have been hosting an AFC title game a couple of years ago. They should have had Kansas City beat. Uh, 13 seconds arrives, and Sean McDermott plays. And I don't care. You want to blame Leslie Frazier? You want to blame you know somebody else? Be my guest. Uh, you're wrong. And the reason you're wrong is because even if Leslie Frazier called that defense, McDermott, it's his defense, and he should have been smart enough to know not to give that much cushion for Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and, and Tyree Kill to go to work. Two timeouts. They sling it twice. They get up there, they get a field goal, tie the game, and then, of course, you know, Kansas City wins the toss, and we know it's over because at that point, you know, we hadn't gotten into, uh, and Bills fans complain about not having a possession, but you're crazy. Just go stop somebody, for Christ's sake. Um, You know, and then we knew the game was over because the offenses were scoring at every freaking turn um, in that football game. So McDermott cost them a chance to host the AFC title game in Buffalo. I think they would have won that game against Cincinnati. No disrespect to the Bengals, who went into Kansas City and won instead. But I think the Bills would have won. I think fate would have been on their side. It would have been a different kind of atmosphere in terms of a, a will-to-win type of a thing. Uh, that team, the Bills team a couple of years ago, was much better than the one this past year. You would have had Allen and Dable and Diggs and all those guys. And I, I just, you know, the defense was better that year, that year than last. So, um, you know, he's shown that ability. Um, he was nearly flawless in the game before that when he absolutely destroyed the New England Patriots. Um, you look at the years and, and the work that he's put in, and everybody was saying, the anti-Allen uh, haters, uh, you know, they were saying, well, this guy's completion percentage is awful. He was a terrible college quarterback. He's nothing more than a project. In fact, he's a project that you just can't fix. Well, actually, coaching can fix that. And if you put the work in like Allen's done, go look at his completion percentages. 52.8% his rookie year in 12 games. Then 58 68.2, 63.3, 63.3. He's already thrown for 18,000. 397 yards, 138 touchdowns. He does have the 60 interceptions. He's got to cut down on those. He has four of his first five seasons with double-digit interceptions. What's funny, though, is people talked more this year about his interceptions, 14, than last year when he had 15. He had one more interception in 2021. Uh, His stats are eerily similar to 2021, man. Let me tell you what. I mean, 44.07 for yards, uh, 36 TDs, 15 interceptions this year. 42, 83, 35, and 14, right? How about the rushing yards, right? 2021 had 763 yards. He had 762 this year. Six touchdowns in 21, seven this past year. Um, The guy's an absolute unicorn. He's an absolute stud. And now it's the job of Brandon Bean. Enough of these freaking defensive picks, enough of grabbing guys in the first and second rounds who aren't developing, who can't figure it out, who are wildly inconsistent, Ed Oliver, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, all these guys they've gotten in free agency. Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, right? They go get Von Miller in free agency and basically give him a blank check and the guy ends up getting hurt. Now, that's not Von's fault or the Bills. That's just the way of life in the NFL. That's a way of life in sports. You can't predict injury. But, again, another investment on the defensive side. As we approach the draft, it is time to help Josh Allen. Screw the defensive picks. Go get some offensive players. 
and help number 17, the superhero of your football team. And I'm going to get into that more next here on the ML Sports Platter. Back here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Barks and Rec, Doggy Daycare, and our great friends over at Bet Online. Hey, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, golf, horse racing, and more. You'll find all the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to the website today. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. It's betonline.ag. Bet online, where the game starts. So now we get into more Josh Allen. Is the roster really good offensively? It's really not. It's really not. Um, you know, I think that the Bills, if you look at their overall, you know, offensive weapon collection, uh, it's 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 real. I don't know. Is it really good? Is it great? Is it elite? Um, I would say it's good. Because the other pieces, you know, they're, the second, third, fourth, fifth options aren't that great. Stephon Diggs is great. They got to go more to him. I've said that from the beginning. But their overall roster, I mean, they gave a ton of money to Dawson Knox. Did they do it prematurely? Probably still too early to tell. I'm not, again, there's some guys on this team who I either give a pass to or um, I, I think based on the time in the league, you know, they deserve another year, right? I mean, I give a pass to Dawson Knox because he lost his brother. And I can't imagine, you know, just a few months ago losing my mom. I mean, I found my mom, you know, dead on my birthday in my old bedroom. And and uh, the loss is just, it, it, it suffocates you. And it's 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 on your mind all the time. You're sad all the time. Um, you know, a split second when you're kind of, you think you're okay and everything's normal, it's not. Um, and then you just go right back into where you were, were, you know, emotionally, physically, uh, there's a pain that runs through your body that you've never felt before. I mean, there's so many different descriptions of, of that kind of gigantic loss. And he was so close to his brother. Um, so I, I give him a total free pass. I also give him a little bit of a free pass too, because Brian Dable wasn't there. Um, and I think that they would have developed a lot more of those rollout plays, you know, with Dable. Dable had such a knack for play calling and mixing things up compared to Ken Dorsey. Now, Ken Dorsey, he gets a pass too because it was only his first year. Think about the first year you ever did anything. Were you great? Probably not. If you were, you're a special kind of something. But, you know, let's face facts. I mean, first year doing anything, it's, you know, I mean, were you were you better in your first year of marriage or your fifth? Right? Were you better in your eighth or ninth year as a salesperson or your first? You know, I mean, I think we know, and I could go on and on and on teachers, construction workers. It doesn't matter. Chess players doesn't matter. So Josh Allen needs some help. And I used to really like the mix up of plays by Brian Dable. I mean, he had his moments where he struggled too. you know, the trolls and, and the people, you know, yelled and then they hid behind the Twitter bushes. Um, but you know, the, 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 the fact of the matter is, um, I just, you know, used to love, the mix-up of plays with, you know, Isaiah McKenzie, 
with the jet sweeps and the tricky bills, and then you know using that really hard delayed play action and getting Allen rolling way out of the pocket. And from there, the defense is guessing so much that Allen has that extra time, the extra couple of seconds where, okay, I'm surveying and Diggs isn't there and Davis isn't there. Do I want to run? Or, oh, wait, there's Dawson Knox. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things where Allen had a little bit more time. And also it removed more the possibility of Allen, you know, throwing a pick and screwing up, you know, especially in the red zone. But this offensive collection of guys is just not that good. I mean, they're coming off a year with, Naheem Hines, who they got, of course, he had a couple of returns, which were amazing at home against New England after the DeMar Hamlin situation, very emotional. But again, he's an almost $5 million player, and they didn't know what the hell to do with him this year. They got him and didn't use him. So, you know, other than basically kick returning, they didn't hand the ball off to him. They didn't use him in the screen game. They didn't use him in the slot game. I mean, what is Naheem Hines at this point? He's a guy who makes $4.7 million, and unless you're going to utilize him, I would cut him, you know, figure it out. James Cook, rookie running back. Now Devin Singletary is a free agent as I record this. He's going to command some good money on the market, you know. But is Devin Singletary a great back? No. He could be serviceable, but not at 8 or $9 million do you keep him on your roster. And even if you keep him at $3, 4000000 million, Devin Singletary is not Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley. I could go on and on and on. You know, they tried to bring the band back together this year. Cole Beasley, obviously. Um, you know, John Brown, both didn't work. Jameson Crowder got hurt. Gabe Davis took a step back. He gets a free pass in my book too, though, because the ankle was so serious. I don't think people understand how hard it is to get back from an ankle injury. I mean, my God, I sprained my ankle and it takes a month and a half for it to get back to a hundred percent. You know, these guys are all world athletes and it probably works the same. Well, it probably works for them in, in, in a similar and a dissimilar way. Uh, similar in terms of, you know, how, just the, the, I guess, you know, the, the length of time that it takes to get to 100%, but dissimilar in the fact that they're all-world athletes. I'm not an all-world athlete. These guys are. Um, but going with that point is that, you know, it takes a long time too because they're asking their bodies to do everything. And when you're a wide receiver, man, if you don't have your footwork, if you don't have your ankle, you're in trouble. You know, you're in trouble. You know, you're a pitcher, you don't have your elbow, you're in trouble. Um, so I'm giving Gabe a pass. He's only been in the league for three years. You know, Isaiah McKenzie... <sighs> You know, at this point, I mean, goodness, if you're not going to use them, um, and I think that the offense is effective when they use them on jet sweeps and all the rest, but Ken Dorsey could never figure out how to do it. Khalil Shakir is a rookie wide receiver. Um, you know, we still got to give him a little bit more time. I mentioned Dawson Knox. I mean, they need people. They need offensive weapons, man. Josh Allen needs people to throw to. <laughs> it's just that simple. Um, he needs more people. He needs better people, better weapons. And he also needs help in terms of, you know, the offensive line. I mean, Mitch Morse at center seems as like maybe, it seems as though maybe this guy just has one more like really good to great year left. I mean, between the concussions and everything else, um, he's only 30, but God, he's been, his, his, his head has got to be, I don't know, that's scary stuff. Um, you know, Deion Dawkins at left tackle regressed a little bit, but still is one of their better players up front. But other than that, got a lot of wild cards, man. You've got the Ryan Bates situation, consistently inconsistent. I would actually put him over on the left side now. Roger Saffel was bringing, brought in for one year, the 13-year vet. They hoped he was going to stabilize the offensive line. He had a horrible season. He was horrible in the pass block. He was horrible in the run block. Um, just couldn't move side to side, couldn't push down. We heard all these different things about he was, you know, oh, he's an annihilator at the line. Well, well no. He got absolutely mauled in so many different situations. I, I, there's so many, you can't even count them. So really, you're going in 
feeling confident about your left tackle and your center. That's it. Now, Ryan Bates, again, give him a pass. Been in the league four years. He has shown some glimpses of, of really great play. Same can be said for Spencer Brown on the right side. Um, you know, this year probably regressed a little bit. Um, I thought in 2021, he finished really, really strong. I thought, you know, we really were looking at something here with with a franchise bookend offensive tackle. Like, wow, 6'8", with that footwork and that ability, him on that side, wow, Brandon Bean is struck again. Him on that side, Deion Dawkins on the other, Mitch Morse in the middle, woo. Now I don't know. However, let's see more out of him. I'm going to give him half a free pass. So we go into 2022, and you know I don't think Aaron Cromer did a great job this past year for the Bills. With Spencer Brown on the right tackle side, left tackle's Deion Dawkins, you have Mitch Morse in the middle, and then Ryan Bates either at right or left guard, which brings me to the Bills need to go out and get an interior guard you know, in this NFL draft who can also play center, right? A newer, fresher, better version of, let's say, a couple years back with John Feliciano. Remember when Morse went down with the concussions and all the rest, I think 2020? Feliciano slid into center and the Bills didn't miss a beat. You know, he was able to do that. Now, Feliciano isn't the same player now with the Giants uh, that he was with the Bills uh, from this past season. But I, you know, I think the Bills need one of those kind of players. Um, Is the jury still out on the Tommy Doyles, Bobby Hart's, David Questenberry's, all that? Eh, I mean, Ike Bucker, eh, maybe. But I've probably seen enough out of all those guys. Um, Although Bucker's probably the best of the bunch. He's a guard. So do you slide Ryan Bates to the left, let Roger Saffold walk, and then say to Ike Bucker, dude, get your you-know-what together because you're our right guard and we need you. And then also draft somebody because you need depth. That's another problem with the Bills. The Bills don't have depth. Gabe Davis hurts an ankle. Where's the depth? Jameson Crowder goes down. Where's the depth? Now you got to be like, oh, well, hopefully overnight we're going to have Khalil Shakir turn into freaking, you know, our number two. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Unless you're Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson coming into the league. You're not, that, that's just not the case. And those guys are bonafide number ones. I'm talking about just somebody who's a really, really good number two. Gabe Davis, I think, is going to be okay. Um, again, I'm giving him a free pass because of the ankle. But the Bills need to support Josh Allen. He's been an otherworldly player for the Bills. He's been unbelievable. And I know what people say about the turnovers and all the rest, and I get frustrated too. When I'm watching the games and Josh doesn't throw it away, I lose my mind. You know, the competitor in him, he's going to run out of the pocket. When the pocket's broken and he takes off to make something happen, I, I, I'm i okay with that. I know injuries can happen more when you do that. Um, but what do you what are you supposed to do when you're a competitor? That's what you do. Um, and and I'm I'm okay with it. I'm gonna live with it. If he got hurt while he was running around trying to make something happen, okay. The plays I can't stand is when he, you know, goes back and he runs before he needs to and then fumbles the ball because he can't see the guy from the front or he's getting killed from every direction. Or the one where he hangs on the ball, hangs on the ball, hangs on the ball, and then he throws the pick instead of throwing it away. Um However, sometimes he's gone to the sidelines and hung onto the ball and, you know, gotten popped and throws a touchdown because that's just how it goes. He reminds me of Brett Favre so much in terms of the backyard football and all the rest that it's not even funny. And I got to tell you, if you're a Packer fan, you remember the heyday of Brett Favre. If you're a Viking Jet fan, you remember Brett Favre when he was doing his thing. You take 16, 17 interceptions if you get that five touchdown game and you win another division title and you're in Super Bowl conversation. That's okay. Right? 
Josh Allen, he throws us. He wows us. He frustrates us. That's just what you get. You know, a complete package there. But I think if he can get more help and the coaching can improve, uh, Josh Allen's going to be just fine. You know, he's been a superhero so far. He really has been. And he's he's just been such a model citizen. Great face of the franchise. I just love watching him play. I love his personality. Took a picture with him at the Dome in Syracuse this year when he came in with Davis and Diggs. Um, all the work he does for charity. All the partnerships. Um, you know, the Kyle Brandt basement show is amazing. He's great with the media. I, I don't know. The guy is just a, he's a class act. All the autographs. All the pictures with kids. Um you know, it, it's, he does everything right. And, and, and as a fan of the team, a super fan, a crazy fan for 38 years, it makes me feel good that a guy like that is, is the quarterback. But, you know, look, the Bills, the last couple of years, they've invested heavily into the defense, AJ Epinesa, right? And it doesn't matter if it's free agency or the draft. It doesn't matter. AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, Shaq Lawson, Greg Rousseau, right? Like, um, you know, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, Tim Settle. I mean, it's all these guys that they've drafted or gotten in free agency. You know, Von Miller. And whether it's been, you know, taking a step back or uh, it's been because of injury, coaching, I, I don't, whatever it is, the Bills' defensive line is no better than it was, you know, at the start of this past season. It's no better than it was two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. I mean, it just, it just isn't. Um, they need to get to the quarterback more, I would say. However... If you're asking me what side of the ball needs to be addressed more, it's offense because it's an offensive league. The Bills have gone strictly defense in a lot of cases, first, second round, because they want to stop Patrick Mahomes. Okay. You do need to stop Patrick Mahomes. And I understand the Von Miller injury was a, was a bad break. I get that. But how do you, if you, let's say you can partially get to, you're never going to be able to all the way get to Patrick Mahomes unless you get that one gem of a game, you know, with with the Bengals' bookend defensive ends getting to him, coming back in the AFC title game, but that's rare, man. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes, an all-world Michael Jordan-type player who's been to three of the last four Super Bowls. He's won an MVP. Uh, he's won two Super Bowl MVPs. He's thrown for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. He's the face of the NFL. Not many people are going to get to him anyway, right? Let's say you get to him halfway, but... What does that matter if your offense only scores 10 points in the playoffs like they did against the Bengals? I mean, come on. You can't, you can't score 10 points in the playoffs. <laughs> At home. I mean, it's so frustrating. So the Bills, look, I credit Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott changing things around, building the culture. Great, well, really good drafts at times and maybe a great draft here and there. Um, You know, but so far, we've seen Sean McDermott have defensive tendencies. His game management is brutal. You know, he doesn't trust Josh Allen at fourth and two to go for it. Little things like that. His defensive mindset drives me crazy. 13 seconds. I can go on and on. He has held Josh Allen back at this particular point. Now, look, being a McDermott, they've done great things, right? They broke the drought. It was an amazing moment. They have gotten the team to win multiple champ uh, AFC championships, right? They've gone undefeated in the division. They've gotten the Bills on primetime a million times, and they've had a lot of success on primetime. They've been a showcase team. They've gotten them into a position where people thought they were the prohibitive favorites to win the Super Bowl. Um, they've figured out the quarterback position, the most important position in all of sports. Uh, they've knocked on the door to AFC title games. Uh, they've knocked on the door to the Super Bowl, frankly, for that matter, because they've been in the AFC title games or just before that. Um, but is this as far as McDermott can take them? Is this as far as, you know, Brandon Bean can take him? 
I hope not. But look at the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl with a rookie wide receiver in Skymore, a rookie wide receiver in Pacheco out of Rutgers out of the seventh round. They each scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, you know, the Bills, Khalil Shakir wasn't close to Skymore, and Pacheco was a better running back by a million, a million worlds than anybody the Bills had collectively even, right? So they got to figure it out. They got to find people. But as far as number 17 goes, he's been a superstar. He's done everything that you need him to do as an elite quarterback. They've asked him to do too much. Uh, there's not enough help around him. And listen, he's already got over 21,000 yards from scrimmage in five seasons in the NFL. He averages 5.7 yards a carry. He's already, already at 176 touchdowns in his career. He's throwing a 98-yard uh, touchdown pass. He has a 92.2 rating. His offensive line has failed him. His weapons have failed him. His head coach has failed him. His general manager has failed him. Get it together. Support, protect, help Josh Allen. Bottom line. If you're not going to do that, you're going nowhere. ML Sports Platter here. Brought to you by our great friends at Camillus Golf Club, Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. Hey, here's the thing. You might be retiring. You might have a youngster going to college. Absolutely, positively go with Brian Conboy today. Mass Mutual New York State, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor on LinkedIn, on Facebook, and head to that website today, advisors.massmutual.com, and set up your financial plan and get your future going with Brian Conboy. And I do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you out there as well to Bowers & Company CPAs, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Chick-fil-A of Cicero and & Clay, and Jam and & Beats. If you're in and around Central New York, hop on, cnyjb.com, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. If you're having your 16-year-old uh, daughter or son's birthday party, a wedding, private party, company outing, whatever, and you need a DJ, my guy Jamie and his team are crushing it. So make sure you go to cnyjb.com. That's cnyjb.com. Jam and Beats is the official DJ service of the ML Sports Platter. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.